Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. Listen to Psalm 95. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. Harden not your hearts, as your fathers did in the wilderness at Meribah, and on that day at Massah, when they tempted me. They put me to the test, though they had seen my works. Forty years long I detested that generation and said, This people are wayward in their hearts. They do not know my ways, so I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. That psalm starts out pretty happy and positive, but it certainly ends on a somber note. It begins with worship, calling on the people of God to shout for joy, to bow before him in humble worship. It reminds us that he alone is the creator of all things and that he is our shepherd who guards us and guides us. But then, a necessary reminder. Listen to God's voice. Don't reject his commandments. Remember our forefathers who sinned in the desert when they would not trust God. They had seen his mighty works in Egypt and at the Red Sea. Why would they doubt that having delivered them from Egyptian slavery, he could now keep them and provide for them in the wilderness? But that's exactly what they did. They didn't believe when they came to that first test. That test is described in Exodus chapter 17. Not long after the deliverance from Egypt, the people of Israel come to camp at a place called Rephidim, where they found no water. It says the people quarreled with Moses and demanded that he give them water to drink. Notice that they didn't cry out to God, who had delivered them from Egypt and given them manna from heaven to eat. No, they quarreled with Moses. I have found over the years of being a pastor that often people who have really deep-seated problems with God will take it out on the Lord's minister. They can't get to God to fight with him, so they do the next best thing. They attack his representative. This is what happened here. The people reacted against the Lord's appointed leader, Moses. This is evidence of what the psalmist talked about in Psalm 95, a hard heart. What does that expression mean? One who has hardened his heart has persistently said no to God. When one is young, his heart is more tender. Appeals to conscience will often lead to repentance, unless one refuses the prickings of conscience. Then over time, the conscience becomes dull. The Bible talks of hardening that is similar to scar tissue, which no longer has any normal sensitivity. I don't know exactly how the nation of Israel got to this point. 
This incident, as I said, happened quite soon after their deliverance from Egypt. Maybe at this time they were not irrevocably hard of heart and could have turned the other way. But what's important is the warning for us today. Today, I trust that through this message, you are hearing God speak. You know when he speaks. There is the quiet inner voice that seeks to bring you toward God and away from sin and disobedience. It is so vital that you obey that inner voice of the Holy Spirit. I'm afraid that we're mostly unaware of this hardening as it takes place. When we keep resisting, the voice of the Spirit gets fainter and fainter. There's a sobering verse in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Starting in verse 17, Paul urges them to live their lives not like the heathen who have been darkened in their understanding because of the folly and vanity of their thinking. How the thinking of people today is like this, empty, foolish, their minds set on useless and carnal things. Paul says these people have become alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance which has resulted from hardness of heart. There's that expression, hardness of heart. That's what the Israelites were guilty of. So Paul says these people are past feeling, calloused, and so given over to immorality and wickedness. This is the final destination of one who continues to harden his heart, who continues to resist the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit. Dear friend, are you able to see the danger God's Word is warning us about here? Is there some area in your life today where God is working to bring you to a change of heart, a redirection of your life? Has He been seeking to convict you about something? It doesn't have to be gross sin. It could be about a problem in a relationship. It could be about finances and the need to yield everything to Him. Whatever it is, Say yes to God. Humble yourself before him today. In chapter 4, James warns against being a friend of the world. The world here consists of those people who have hardened their hearts against God and can't hear his words of conviction. Here's what James said. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the Scripture says he yearns jealousy, jealously over the Spirit that he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil, not the Holy Spirit. Come near to God, and God will come near to you. We live in dark days. I hope you're aware of this. Some people try to avoid bad news, but if a tornado is about to hit, you need to know it. Pretending it isn't coming will not spare you from its destruction. 
In these times, we need to be guided by the Spirit more than ever. Romans 8, 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Are you a child of God? One of the proofs is that you are daily being led by God's Holy Spirit. You are hearing and obeying that gentle, quiet voice that seeks to lead you in the right way. If you hear that voice right now, please, please, please do not harden your heart. Surrender to Christ who loves you with an everlasting love. He has not come to defeat you, but to deliver you. God wants the best for you, but to have his best, you must first surrender to his perfect will. Do it now while the Spirit is speaking. One last passage from Isaiah. My parents gave me a Bible for Christmas two days before I turned 13. My dad wrote this reference on the flyleaf. It was Isaiah 55, 6 and 7. Here's what it says. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Dear Lord, help us all to know when that time is is come, that time when you may be found, when you have come near to us. Help us to, to be aware when that time comes and to say yes to God, to turn from going our own ways and living according to our own selfish wills and follow the Lord Jesus Christ, who himself submitted himself to the will of his Father, died for our sins, rose from the dead, and is seated now at the right hand of God and is praying for us. Lord Jesus, I believe that you you are praying for my listeners now that they will say yes to God, say yes to the Holy Spirit, and do not harden their hearts. And Lord, I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. My dear friends, we ask you to pray for us. The Bread of Life Anglican Church, we're seeking to establish a congregation in the Schenectady, New York area. And so we ask you to pray for God to help us, give us wisdom and grace to provide for us, to lead us into the future. And I'd be so grateful if you would uh, say that prayer with us. If you'd like to visit with us sometimes, we meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the American Legion Hall, which is at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. We would love to see you. In the meantime, as always, you can reach me by email, and my email address is father.danjones at outlook.com. May God bless you richly.